Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Greetings, saints, once again, in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church, Kinston, North Carolina, USA, and I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. We bring you all greetings from the great country of South Africa, city Pretoria, where Jesus Christ is Lord. And besides him, there is none other. We thank God for each of you, and we pray that the Lord is blessing you very well wherever and whenever this broadcast finds you. We once again thank the saints here in Pretoria, South Africa, as they have done a very fine job in hosting God's servant. We give glory to God for their lives, and we pray God's continual blessings on everything that their hands have been set to do. Amen and amen. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled Make Yourself. Make Yourself. One of the things that God has done to us now that we are members of his holy family is he has empowered you and I with an entity himself, the Holy Spirit, Spirit of truth, to uh, strengthen and encourage you and I to now give us victory over our old, fallen, sinful nature. He has empowered us with power over all the wiles of the devil. He has empowered us to live victorious lives in Christ Jesus. Now, you say, Apostle, how come we still fall? How come we still make mistakes? How come we still sin? Well, when we sin or when we make mistakes or when we fall, children of God, what we have actually done is we have listened to and accepted the doctrine or the words of rulers, authorities, powers of this dark world, and spiritual wickednesses in high places. In other words, we have listened to the devil and or demons. When you and I, as children of God, listen to the Spirit of God, we do the things that are pleasing in the eyesight of God. We are walking by faith. God is pleased. God is happy with us. But when we do not listen to him, There's only one other realm that we can listen to. There's only one other realm that we can follow, and that is the realm of darkness. When we do what is good, right, and pure, we are listening to the Spirit of God, but when we do what is evil, what is wicked, what is sinful, then we have listened to the devil. You and I, children of God, we cannot come up with anything any more than a glass can fill itself. A glass is neutral. The container is neutral. But you can put in it various things. You can put water in a glass. You can put juice in a glass. You can put good things in a glass. You can put bad things in a glass. You and I are very, very similar to these vessels in that we can be filled with the Spirit of God, walk in obedience to his unctions and his promotion and his promptings, or we can choose not 
to be filled with the Spirit of God, or we can choose not to listen to him. I encourage you under the sound of my voice, do your best to listen to the Spirit of God. And as you listen to the Spirit of God and walk by faith, the blessings that God has destined for you since before the foundations of the earth, the spiritual blessings that God has for you in heavenly realms, they will begin to manifest in your life. They will begin to manifest in your marriage. They will begin to manifest in your family, in your ministry, on your job. As we listen to God, we will be blessed. And no ruler, no authority, no power of this dark world, no spiritual wickedness will be able to stop us. I'm thinking here about uh, something God is bringing in my spirit that the saints here that have taken God's servant in uh, to their home, they have hanging up in their parlor, I believe it is Romans chapter 8 and verse 31. If God be for us, who can be against us? I encourage you, child of God, under the sound of my voice, do all that you can that God may be for you, that God may be for you and who can stand against us. We looked at capital A in our outline under Make Yourself an Ark. We see two times in scriptures where individuals were instructed to make an ark. There was Genesis chapter 6, verse 14, where Noah was instructed to make an ark. Exodus chapter 25, verses 1, where Moses was instructed to make the ark of the, the uh, covenant. And um, capital B in our outline, Make Yourself Deny Yourself. As we've talked about a number of times, there are two sides to each one of us, just like a coin. There's a head side in a coin, and there's a tail side. There's a head side, or there's a, there's a new nature side of us, and there's an old nature side of us. Galatians chapter 5 and 16 instructs us to live by the Spirit. We will not fulfill the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature, or this flip side of the coin, the flip side of us for the sinful nature uh, does not, uh, it's not in agreement with the new nature. So I say live by the Spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, the Bible says, so that you and I cannot do what we want. But if we are led by the Spirit, we are no longer under the law. Deny yourself, Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, Romans chapter 7 and verse 14. Capital C, save yourself. Save yourself. It almost sounds uh, uh, heretical that we can save ourselves. But this is the very thing that uh, the Apostle Paul wrote to young Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 16. And even Peter spoke to the crowds in Acts chapter 2, verse 40. Save yourself. Christ is the agent. He is what is uh, doing the job, you and I have to make the decision to accept God's only sacrifice for our sins. We have to make the uh, have to accept that in order to be saved. Capital D. We looked at take courage. Very powerful uh, 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 subtopic, children of God. For those of you that did not uh, hear it, I encourage you go back and listen to take courage. God revealed so many things to us about how that that fear will keep you from what God has for you. I shared with the saints uh, during those broadcasts how that David, he actually killed two Goliaths, mm -hmm. two Goliaths. There was the physical Goliath that we read about in Scripture, David using one of the small, the smooth stones, slung it and hit Goliath in the, 
in the forehead, but there was a second Goliath in the camp. This was the, the spiritual Goliath that David first had to get victory of. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? That before you can gain victory over your physical Goliath, you must first learn how to gain victory over the spiritual Goliath. There was a spiritual Goliath in the camp. There was a, there was a spirit of intimidation, a spirit of, of fear, a spirit of bullying that Goliath was doing every morning, the Bible says, and every evening he would step forward from the ranks of the Philistines and offer up his usual defiance, and David just happened to hear it. And what the Israelite soldiers would do when they would hear Goliath offering this defiance, they would turn and run from him. So there was a spiritual Goliath in the land. There was a demonic spirit that, was, that had taken control of the armies of Israel. David first had to overcome the spiritual Goliath before, and then he found that slaying the physical Goliath was very easy. You too, under the sound of my voice, when you learn how to deal with the spirit of fear, God says, Robert, tell my people that I have not given them a spirit of fear, but of love, power, sound mind, or self-control in the New International Version. As you deal properly with the spirit of fear, the spiritual Goliath that has hindered some of you all from stepping into your blessing, has hindered some of you all from, from, from getting that promotion, has hindered some of you all from beginning that ministry. As you deal with the spiritual Goliaths in your life, you will see much greater and ease of victory over the physical Goliaths in your life. Take courage. I encourage you. Go back and listen to that, and the Lord will bless you very well. Matthew chapter 14 and 27 we looked at Acts chapter 23 and verse 11. Capital E in our outline. It brings us on down, and we're going to close out on capital E. Make yourself, capital E, acknowledge God. Make yourself acknowledge God. The Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs that we are to acknowledge God in all our ways, and he will direct our path. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? Any wrong path that you have taken in life, any wrong path that I have taken in life, it has the same root. And the root is either lack of acknowledgement of God or a lack of following the instruction of God. Let me say that again. Some of you all need to get that down in your notebooks. Every wrong path that we have ever taken, Every, even from the days God has taken me way back in the spirit to Adam in the garden. The problem with Adam in the garden, God, Adam knew exactly what God wanted, but because he didn't act on it, because he didn't accept that as truth, accept that as sound doctrine, he ended up falling into sin and bringing humanity into sin. When we don't acknowledge God, we're already wrong. God said, Robert, tell my people that no matter what you do, when you don't acknowledge me, you're already wrong. Why? Because God says, I've instructed you to acknowledge me in all your ways. And God says, I will direct your path. We're going to look at something here, children of God, in the book of Hosea, chapter 6, verse 3. Very, very powerful revelation that I, I've been studying this for 30-plus years, and the Lord is just showing this to me in Hosea, chapter 6, verse 3, from the New International Version. Our scripture reads as follows. Let us... Acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge him. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear. 
He will come to us like the winter rains, like the spring rains that water the earth. Capital E in our outline. Acknowledge God. Hosea chapter 6, verse 3. One more time. Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge him. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear. He will come to us like the winter rains, like the spring rains that water the earth. Capital E, acknowledge God. Let us pray. Father, in the glorious and mighty name of Jesus Christ, we adore you this evening, Father. We thank you, Father, for being so good. We thank you, Father, for doing so many good things. Father, we cannot fathom all of the good things that you have done to us, through us, and for us. You have protected us from dangers seen and unseen. You have kept the adversary and his children from doing all of what they want to do. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Father, you have not dealt with us as our sins and our iniquities deserve. You have been patient with us. You have been kind to us. You have been long-suffering. Even though we have not yet obtained all of it yet, even though we have not yet been made perfect, Father, you allow us to press on, to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of us. As your children are gathered in the various corners of the earth, we are touching and agreeing in the spirit, asking, Father, this day for our daily bread, asking, Father, for your wisdom one more time. You told us in your word that if any of us lacked wisdom, we should ask you who give liberally and upbraid or without finding fault, and it shall be given. Father, we are bringing your word back to you this evening and trusting that you are going to do to us, through us, and for us exactly what you have promised. We thank you, Father. We thank you in advance for the wisdom that you're going to speak to us. We thank you, Father, in advance for the knowledge and the understanding that you are going to impart. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him. Father, I pray for the hearts and minds of every soul under the sound of my voice that you will prepare the ground, Father, that the seed of your good, pleasing, and perfect word may sink deep into the hearts and minds of your people, bring forth a harvest, some 30, some 60, some 100 times what is sown. And Father, we're going to be very careful with all that we say and do in this meeting that your name, which is above all other names, will gain all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. This is our prayer in the name of your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that God's people say, Amen. Acknowledge God. Acknowledge God. We look at the prophet Hosea. A lot of symbolism in this great man of God's life. He ministered during the last days of the northern kingdom the nation of Israel, somewhere around the 8th century B.C., he identifies an enemy 
that was going to come in and ravage God's people, the Assyrians, that were going to come in from the east and ravage God's people for a time because of their sin. And this is what you'll find throughout the scriptures, children of God. You, and I've shared with you all a number of times that every creature in creation has patterns. Oftentimes we know creatures by their patterns. Oftentimes we are even able to trap or snare creatures because of their patterns. How is it that we've been killing mice in, in rat traps for decades? How come no rats have not got smart enough to say, I'm not going to go and try to get that piece of cheese off the rat trap? How is it? Because they, they have patterns. They're, they're, these beings or these entities have patterns. Even God has patterns. And when you understand the creature's pattern, you can, you can understand most times what they're going to do in a certain situation. The nation of Israel had patterns, just as people today have patterns. Groups of men have patterns. Women have patterns. Now, every now and then you'll see individuals break out of pattern. And this is why God gives you and I the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. God said, Robert, that's why I give you my spirit, because I want you to break out of the pattern of the world. This is why I told you to not conform any longer to the pattern of the world. The world has a pattern. The world has a repeated way of doing things over and over. God says way, way back in the Old Testament, the world was doing things a certain way. Here in the New Testament, the world is doing things. 800 years before Christ, the world was doing things about the same way that they are doing things now. God wants you and I to break out of the pattern of the world. He gives us his spirit that you and I may break out and no longer conform to the pattern of this world. But God says, what I want to do is I want, to, I want you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God said, let me renew your mind. God says, let me change the way you think. Now, the reason why organisms and entities have patterns is because they have certain ways of thinking. Human beings have certain ways of thinking. And God says, every way you're thinking, apart from what I've told you to think, God says, I'm not pleased with it. Mm. Write that down. What? Every way that you and I, as children of God, think that is, or human beings think that is apart from how God has told us to think, God is not pleased with it. You say, Apostle, can we get some scripture on that? You, you know you taught us that whatever said, it need to be book, chapter, and verse. Yeah, you can get some scripture on it. God says that the carnal mind is an enmity to God. It does not submit unto the laws of God, neither indeed can it do so. The carnal mind, the mind that just thinking, you say, Apostle, what does that mean? That means just thinking naturally, just thinking normally, is an enmity to God. God wants to change your mind. You say, Apostle, what you got now? If you're not saved under the sound of my voice, first thing God wants to do is change your spirit. First John 5 and 19, we know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. So if you're not saved, God wants to change your spirit. Well, once you get a spirit change, God says, now I want to give you a mind change. See, God is not working on a spirit change in us as children of God. We've already received his Holy Spirit. We're already full of the Holy Spirit. But God says a lot of my people are not thinking like I want them to think, and that's why many of my children and me still have problems. So we need a spirit change when we're not saved, but when we are saved, now we need a mind change that all of us may be on the same page. 
whether we are in Canada or whether we are in Africa, whether we are in Europe or whether we are in Australia, look at something in the Apostle Paul says. The Lord is flashing this in my spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Apostle Paul writes to the saints in Corinth, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. Paul says, I appeal to you, brothers. If you under the sound of my voice and you are a brother, that means that you are saved. That means that you are born again. That means that you have received the Holy Spirit. You have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Paul didn't say, I appeal to you perfect people. I, Paul didn't say, I appeal to you with those without a sin. He says, I appeal to you brothers. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, watch this, that all of you agree with one another. So that there may be no divisions among you. Watch this, children of God and that you may be perfectly united in mind and thought. What is God, what is Paul saying here? Our minds. In order for you and I as children of God, see, this is why you have so many divisions in churches. You got people doing all kinds of different things. and all that. Oh, because we haven't gotten united yet in mind and thought. Some people saying it's okay to do it. Some people saying it's a sin. Some people saying it's right. Some people we haven't gotten united yet. And until we, as the body of Christ, get you perfectly united in mind and thought, we are much like uh, the fingers of a hand that are open. Now, the Lord is flashing something in my spirit now. I uh, went to a movie last night uh, about the Cray brothers, gangsters in England in the 1950s and the 1960s. And God is, is showing me something because I remember when I saw this on the screen, I thought about what was going on. But these Cray brothers were notorious gangsters in England in the 1960s. And they were doing all sorts of uh, illegal activities, but they got into a fight with one another. Now, they were brothers, and they loved each other very, very dearly. But they got into a fight with one another. And normally, when they would fight others, they would close their hands and punch and do a lot of damage. But when they got into a fight with each other, they kept their hands open. It was, it was really a, a kind of humorous scene. Well, why did they keep their hands open? Because they loved each other as brothers, but they were upset with each other, and they were fighting. But they didn't want to really, really hurt each other as bad as they could have. I mean, the slaps were very violent. They were very powerful, but they were not doing the same damage as with a closed hand or a fist. Now, you say, Apostle, what does that mean to me? The adversary wants to keep you and I, as children of God, either not swinging at him in the spiritual or swinging at him with open hands. And, and what an open hand is, it's when the fingers are not working to their maximum potential together. A fist, when you hit with a fist, your fingers are, are working together as one, and that's why the, a blow that is delivered with a fist is much more painful and does much more damage than a blow that is, that is normally done with an open hand. I encourage you, children of God, let us close the fingers. Let us close our fingers in this good fight of faith that we might hit the adversary and, his, and these rulers and authorities and powers of this dark world. Let's hit them with a fist. Let's hit them together with our fingers working together as a powerful single unit. As long as, our, as, long as we are, uh, there are divisions among us, 
as long as there are uh, differences uh, among us that God has not ordained, you and I will, are not doing the effective job to the forces of darkness as effectively as God wants us to do. God wants us to agree so that there may be no divisions among us. Watch this. And that we may be perfectly united in mind and thought. Watch this, children of God. There's only one Bible, truly, from God. And the Bible says that all Scripture is God-breathed and it is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Anytime there is divisions among us children of God, let me explain to you what's going on so that you won't have to stand before the Lord and be looking stupid. What's going on is the devil has gotten in. Simple. Watch this now. God says, Robert, there were divisions in the Garden of Eden. Mm, mm. Way back in the book of Genesis, God created Adam and the woman together. The serpent, who was under the control of the evil one, immediately went about to try and break up the togetherness, the oneness, the unity of the man and woman. So they ended up being of a division. The serpent came to the woman and said, did God really say you must not eat? He got the woman to eat, enticed the woman into eating. So now here's a division in the garden. Here's the woman who has eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Here is Adam that has not eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, what should have happened, because Adam was the right one, see, what should have happened is Adam should have, have allowed and impressed that righteousness overpower wickedness. But he allowed wickedness to overpower the righteousness that he knew, and it brought sin into humanity. See, somebody's right. And somebody's wrong. In every every disagreement, see, somebody's right and somebody's wrong. Well, how, you say, Apostle, how, how do we know? How do we know who's right? How do we know who's wrong? This is why God gives us his word and God gives us his spirit that you and I might know. Jesus said it like this, my sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. In another place, he said to the Jews who believed in him, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. God has given us his word that you and I may know the truth, that you and I may be able to distinguish between good and evil. Make yourself. Acknowledge God. Now, as we look at the book of Hosea, Hosea uh, was sent to prophesy and to speak uh, against many of the practices that the Israelites were involved in at this time. And one of the things that they were doing was uh, they were worshiping many of the gods of the Canaanites. When the nation of Israel went into the land of Canaan, God had basically told them to look, don't intermarry with these people, don't be bound down and worshiping their gods. You know, that stuff will lead you astray. And God said, basically, look, that stuff will get you in trouble with me. They run right in and they started worshiping the false gods of the Canaanites. Well, as a result, God had to keep his word. And he told them that, you know, he was going to punish them if they did this. They went right in and did it. So God allowed foreign invaders to come in and to begin taking his people into captivity. Now, Hosea 
prophesied against what the people were doing. He let the people know how displeased God was with what they were doing. And the people's response was this. Now, because when you look at our select scriptures, it almost sounds like a very good thing that the people were saying. Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge him. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear. He will come to us like the winter rains, like the spring rains that water the earth. Sounds pretty good. But the people ended up being rebuked by God for these words. They, they, they're, they're asking. They said, let us acknowledge the Lord. See, what was happening, children of God, and, and this is the same thing that sometimes people do today with God. When we sin against God, understand that God has already in mind the punishment that he's going to bring on you and I, and he already has in mind the length of time that he's going to punish us. Just, just keep that in mind. The people had been sinning against God for a while. God had gotten very upset with his people for what they were doing, and he had a certain amount of time that he was planning to allow them to be punished. Now, the people felt like all they had to do was return to the Lord. Go back to verse 1. Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us. He has injured us, and he will bind up our wounds. But watch verse 2. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will restore us. You say, Apostle, what are you driving at? What is God trying to get us to understand? The people wanted to sin long and be punished little. So it is with many individuals today. You need to understand that long times in sin will oftentimes result in long times of punishment. The people had been sinning for a while. But they felt like in two or three days, God, oh, man, if we go back to God, you know, two or three days, this thing will be all right. And Hosea said, uh-uh, not this time. Not this time. See, on the third day, he will restore us that we may live in his presence. The people were thinking, let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge him. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear. Now, see, God said, Robert, deal with my people on this for a little while. God said, look, don't take me for granted. Some of you all understand my voice. God is, God is speaking. Don't take me for granted. God said, look, just because I didn't chasten you yesterday for it don't mean I won't get you today for it. Just because I got you for a short time last time don't mean I will get you for a short time the next time. God said, don't take them for granted. See, some of us take for granted the goodness of God. We just take for granted that God is going to bring the sun up. We take for granted that God is going to, that God is going to give us uh, uh, food to eat, water to drink. Some of us take for granted that God is going to give us oxygen to breathe. Some of us take for granted that, that we're going to wake up tomorrow morning. God says, don't take me for granted. God says, I've been good to each one of you under the sound of my servant's voice, but God said, just as surely as I can be good to you. I can begin a chastisement on you that you will start thinking that I'm bad. People say, surely as the sun rises. God said, wait, wait, wait a minute. God said, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. When did I guarantee that the sun is going to rise? God says, yes, I know I brought the sun up today, Robert, 
I brought the sun up yesterday. I brought the sun up for millions and millions of years. But God said, who, who, who exactly told you that I'm going to bring the sun up tomorrow? We're talking about acknowledging God, children of God, so that we don't take him for granted, so that we don't take his blessings for granted, so that we don't take his prosperity for granted. We want to remain in a humble place before God, acknowledging God. Yeah, Lord, I know you told me to do such and such yesterday, but give us this day our daily bread. Lord, what you want me to do today, how you want me to do it today, uh, uh, when you want me to do it today, acknowledge God. Acknowledge God. People thought that just like God brought the sun up before, he's going to, He's going to bring it up again, and he will appear. He will come to us like the winter rains, like the spring rains, that water of God. So hold up, hold up, hold up. Oh, who says I'm going to bring rains this winter? God said, you're assuming. God said, just because I did it yesterday, just because I did it last, last week, last month, last year, last thousands of years, God said, who say I'm going to do it this winter coming up? Let us not take God for granted. Let us not take his goodness for granted. People said he'll come to us like the winter rains, like the spring rains that water to earth. But God had a different plan. God did not have a quick fix for this long-standing rebellion. You say, Apostle, what are you encouraging me to do? Uh, I under the sound of my voice. If you are in rebellion to the Lord, to the things of God, I encourage you to, to come out of that as quickly as you possibly can. Because the longer you position yourself, and what God is flashing in my spirit, watch this, children of God. God is flashing in my spirit. Uh, how many of you have ever got your car stuck in the mud? You get your car stuck in the mud, and, you know, maybe your, your tire is only uh, a couple of inches down in the mud. But you sit there, and you keep revving and revving and spinning the tires and spinning the tires trying to get yourself out, and you end up digging yourself even deeper in the mud. Some of you all under the sound of my voice trying to get yourself out of sin. Without the power of God, without acknowledging God, you're digging yourself deeper, trying to, trying to do right without God's power without God's presence you're only sinking yourself deeper and deeper acknowledge God you say apostle what you driving at God will let you know how to come out of whatever the problem is you are in as human beings we have all sorts of problems all of us saved and unsaved we got all sorts of issues we got all sorts of shortcomings we got all sorts of failures. We make all kinds of mistakes, all kinds of blunders. But God has a word and he has power to bring each of us out of whatever the mess is that we find ourselves in. Acknowledge God. God has the wisdom to bring you and I out of every situation, every negative situation that we find ourselves in. God says, Robert, if I wanted to, I could bring everybody out of hell that's in hell right now. God said, if I, if I chose to. But God says, I'm not going to do that until the resurrection of the righteous and the resurrection of the wicked, and then the wicked are going right back to the lake of fire and burning sulfur. Acknowledge God. 
We were created in his image. We were created in his likeness. We were created with the express purpose of doing things like God wants them done. We were created with the express purpose of living like God wants us to live, speaking like God wants us to speak, walking like God wants us to walk, talking like God wants to talk, us to talk. Make yourself acknowledge God. You say, well, Apostle, what's, what's the first thing I need to, need to be doing? If, you, if you're out there under the sound of my voice and you're not saved, the first thing you need to do is acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Tell the Lord, Father, I'm a sinner. Save me from my sins. I believe that you sent Jesus Christ to live, to bleed, and to die as a substitute for my sins. Fill me, Father, with your Holy Spirit. Make me into a new creature that I might be saved, that I might live a life that is pleasing in your sight. I tell the Lord that you repent right now. Tell the Lord you are godly sorry for every sin that you have committed, past, present, and future. Ask God sincerely for forgiveness, and God will save you and make you into a new creature this night. The Bible says that the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. It's not guaranteed that the sun will come up tomorrow. It's not guaranteed that winter, there'll be winter rains. It's not guaranteed that God will give you another chance to be saved. You, this may be the last time you hear God's plea, God's request, God's invitation for you to come into the family of God. I pray that you do not take it lightly, but take it very seriously. Understand this, and God says, Robert, my people need to hear this. There's going to come a day where it's going to be the last sermon you ever hear. It might be tonight. might be some of you all listening right now. It might be 10 years from now, 20, 30, 50 years. But there's going to come a day where it's going to be the last sermon. There's going to be a last altar call in your life. There's going to be a last opportunity for you to give yourself to, 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 give yourself, uh, to God. There's going to be a last one, a last opportunity for you to hear the truth of the living God. God already knows how many sermons you will ever hear. God already knows how many preachers you will, you, how, many, how many times you will ever hear the preaching of the gospel. Don't take that. I encourage you under the sound of my voice. Don't take any minute that God gives you for granted. If you are under the sound of my voice and you are alive, listen, some of you all saying, oh, Apostle, I'm going through, very, uh, it's difficult for me. I can't pay my bills. My body is racked in pain. I'm going through this trial, that trial. Listen to me. You are blessed. If you are under the sound of my voice, let God says, tell them again, you are blessed. God has given you another opportunity, as difficult as things may be in your life. Just being able to hear the word of God, you are blessed. There are souls right now, God says, that are burning in Hades that wish they had the opportunity you have right now to be saved. They wish they could come back to life. Some, some of the individuals that are in Hades right now, if they came back from Hades, they, 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 they preach better than me. They'd be some of the most. They'd be some of the most dynamic preachers, but they don't have a chance. Some individuals right now that are in hit Hades, God says today, 
God said, Robert, since God said, Robert, listen to me. Tell my people, since you started this message tonight, there have been souls that hit Hades. There are people that have died since we started this broadcast and went straight to Hades. Wish they had another opportunity to seek the face of God. Wish they had another opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. I encourage you under the sign of the Lord. You say, Pastor, you can't see us. I don't need to see you. What do I need to see you for? God has already shown me you, it multitudes of you in the spirit. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith don't come by me seeing you. What do I need to see you for? Now, God, if, if God tell me that I need to see you, then that's a whole other thing. Faith comes by hearing. Jesus said it like this, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. I encourage you tonight, under the sound of my voice, acknowledge God. Get in the habit and get in the, get in the pattern of acknowledging God. You say, Apostle, what will that do for me now? What will acknowledging God do for me? It will put you in position for God's blessings to manifest in your life. Hmm. Mm, let me say that again. Acknowledging God, what God will do is he'll have you right in the city for your blessing. He'll have you right in the street for your blessing. He'll have you right in the home for your blessing. Acknowledging God will position you and me for the blessings of God. Acknowledging God will make our creator happy with us. See, you got to understand, God is not some mystical smoke. God is not some, some uh, he's our heavenly father. And just as children in the natural can do things to make their parents happy, and they can do things that, that, that upset their parents, you and I can do things to make our heavenly father happy. You and I can do things that upset our heavenly father. Acknowledging God, he likes that. God says, I like when you're listening to me, Robert. I like when you're telling people what I've told you to tell them. I like when you're doing what I told you to do. But God said, when you don't do what I told you to do, or you don't tell people what I told you to do, God said, I don't like that, and I'm going to get you. God said, I got to get you, because I chasing those whom I love. I encourage you, child of God, make yourself acknowledge God, and you will see. You will physically see with your natural eyes. Now, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Even though that's where faith begins and where faith starts, there's a physical manifestation of our faith. There's a physical manifestation. It, it starts in the unseen realm. Everything starts in the unseen realm. Everything that you can see, it started in the unseen realm. I look around in this room that I'm in right now, I see a television. Somebody sat down and in the, in the spiritual realm pictured a box where pictures could come on the box. And they, they saw it in the spiritual realm, and then they brought it and manifested in the physical. I look at this fan. Somebody sat down and said, man, it's hot. I sure would like to see a device where blades are spinning around very fast and blowing cool air. And then they put it together in the physical realm. Even you, under the sound of my voice, before you were in the physical, you were in the mind of God. Some of you wondering, where was I at before I was created? Wait, the same place all of us were. We were in the mind of God. God says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. God said, I knew how tall you were going to be. 
I knew how much you were going to weigh. God says, I knew what your gender was going to be. God says, I know all these things. Before I ever created anything, God says, I knew everything. Good God in this place. Before, God said, before I created, Robert, anything, I knew everything. Why wouldn't we want to hook up with such a mighty God? Why wouldn't we want to hook up with such an awesome God? who knows everything, past, present, and future, who knows what we're going to say before we say it. He knows what we're going to do before we do it. He knows where we're going to go before we go. What a mighty God we serve. I encourage you, once again, make yourself what? Acknowledge God. Well, like my bishop used to say years ago, that's the message. That's the message. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you, Father, for your wisdom. We thank you, Father, for your spirit. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you, Father, because your word is not bound. Your word does not depend on men or women. Your word does not depend on the approval of anybody, just as your Holy Spirit prophets they spoke as they were unctioned by you we thank you father that your word will endure that heaven and earth will pass away but your word will stand forever we give you glory we give you honor we give you praise father we pray someone today has been convicted and converted at the preaching and teaching of your word and that their soul has found a resting place in the family of god through and by their faith in jesus christ for those souls that already know you father in the pardon of your sin, their sins. We pray that a word was spoken tonight that will increase their knowledge, their understanding, and their wisdom, that they may grow stronger in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Father, we ask that you watch over us as we part one from another. Keep us from all hurt, harm, and danger. And Father, we just thank you once again and uh, long to be where you are. Have your way, Father, in our midst, and we will continue to give your name all glory, all honor, and all praise. This is our prayer in Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. Amen and amen. Saints, as you all know, uh, I'm on missionary tour in the great country of South Africa, Pretoria City. For those of you that uh, want to contribute to this missionary tour, feel free. You can go to our church website, or you can go to our TalkShoe homepage, click on Donate. Let the Lord lead you very, very well. Your, your gifts will be appreciated, and God is going to bless you very, very good. May the Lord keep you and watch over you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.